Hello, hello, and welcome. It's Bernadette Gold, your host and success mentor, clairvoyant, and now best-selling author, (laughs) welcoming you to the Intuitive Intelligence Podcast. So we are going to talk about the book today. I've got a special guest, my assistant, Valkyrie, who is going to help me with the discussion of the book because I don't know what to say anymore. And, you know, she helped me with the launch and she was one of the first people that read the full version of the book. Um, So we're going to talk about it. Welcome, Valkyrie. Hi. Um, (laughs) I'm excited. This is different. Mm, It is different. I've been doing this before. Yeah, because we, we, I mean, you're on, you're in charm life and all of that, but you and I usually do Zoom just when we're meeting and stuff. But um, yeah, so Valkyrie, mm-hmm. just real quick, how long have, have you known me? How long have you been in charm uh, life? I want to say at least three years now. I feel like, it seems I don't like know. It. it seems like it's been at least three years. Time just keeps flying by. Um, so Valkyrie came in into Charm Life, and then a couple of years ago, she started to work with me, and she is the person that puts up all of our memes and and shares the videos and does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. She does the Soul Fast stuff monthly to make sure that those videos go up, and she saves me a lot of hassles and frees up some time for me. Um, so everyone say hello to Valkyrie, because she's amazing. So you're going to ask questions, like, you've got some yeah. questions. But first, I'm going to ask yeah. you a question. What was your favorite part oh. of the book? My favorite part of the book was when you got to talk to the church, when you went to talk to the church people and confront them about what was going on. And and you said, something, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, I know, but something like, well, if a donkey can do it, then why, why, am, why can't I? Like... <laughs> Yeah. And that was my fa- that was one of my favorite parts. Cardamancy saying hello. Um, so we are recording for the podcast, but we are recording live. So you guys may hear us say hello to people, answer questions. And you guys that are listening live right now are welcome to interact and, and say hello to us as well. Um, <clears throat> someone asked me about that section, that story in the book. Mind you, I was 26 at the time when the church thing happened. Um, I'm 50, I'll be 55, so you know how young I look right now, right? Imagine me in my 20s, like 30 years ago. I looked like I was 12. <laughs> and here I am telling these people, like, I got a message for you. And they're all like, you're a witch. And you're talking to demons. Carter Mancy's saying, I love that part too. Don't we all, all of us that have had to deal with religious dogma like it, but I can tell you I was really shaking in my boots when that happened. But after Spirit took over and all Spirit said to me was, give us your voice box and trust. And so when they called it into question, like, why should we listen to you? And I'm like, yeah, well, God used a donkey to talk to Paul, so I'm just a jackass. Why not listen to me? Um, and then, oh my God, the stuff that was called out with each elder, like spirit went down the chain from left to right and was like, pastor, you're doing this and you're doing that. And then the next elder, and they were all like really old Caucasian 
fundamental Christian and was like one sin after sin. And I'm doing quote marks, but like one sin after another, like you're doing this and you're doing that. And all the things were like part of the seven sins. And I basically said to them, um, like smoke, not smoking, thou shalt not smoke is not in the Bible. So you're using my smoking or the fact that I wear makeup and I don't wear nylons as sinful, like show me. And then there was something I remember, there was some part of it during that whole little message delivery that was like he, before I delivered those very specific things about them, he who has no sin cast the first stone. And oh. then boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then they were so resistant. You know, my angels in spirit were like, shake the dust from your feet, turn and walk away and don't ever go back. And I was set free from being in Eastern Washington after that. But the legion of spirits that were controlling that town um, and so much of our world right now when it comes to sexual immorality, and I don't just mean like fornication because we all have fornication, like whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about um, sex, sex slavery, molestation, mm -hmm. rape, all that sort of stuff is it, it comes into being from this one legion. And it's a legion of nasty ass spirits. Um, and that's the one that I went up against. And it, it that same legion of spirits, it moves from um, sexual immorality to addiction and assault um, and molestation. And at 26 years old, I get to go up against that spirit or legion of spirits. It does have a name. I'm not going to name it because the minute you know its name, it's like you become somewhat of a weird target. That's what's going on here right now. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, and don't think that I don't bind that spirit and legion of spirits and principality. I do all the time because I've been going up against it my entire life. When I got pushed down the stairs the other uh, the other day, who do you think did sent the little the little bugger trying to say nice words so I don't get booted <laughs> off the air? Anyhow, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you liked that story, Chocolata. Um, how are you feeling, actually, from from that experience? From oh, from... the falling down the stairs better today. Yeah, yeah. actually, um, I I ran, <laughs> I did a meditation last night, and I asked, called in the highest level beings. You know who they are, but I'm not going to say them on here. Um, yeah. I called in the healing beings last night, and they surrounded my entire body in my bed and yeah the bruise isn't even hurting today i'm That's very great. surprised yeah i thought today was just going to be as bad as yesterday i haven't taken advil or anything so thank you for asking nice. though yeah. <laughs> i got pushed down the stairs i'm like whoa That's kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah lovely hurt my back anyhow yeah um i was gonna ask uh What's a story, or can you share share a story with us that was going to make it into the book that maybe um, that, didn't. that didn't make it into the book, or might make it, well, I don't know, I guess if it's going to make book. it into the second book. Um, it might, I don't know, and I don't know exactly how this one got cut, but there was a big event that was the beginning of the end of my marriage. And like I said, I don't know how this one got cut. I know I wrote about it. 
um, and it may just not have been added in the right place and just accidentally got edited out. So this, oh man, when I was pregnant with Bella, and Brindy was 10 years old, nine years old, my ex, Stan, <laughs> um, had met with a guy who was building these these copper devices um, and filled with stones and all these other things. And he had met him and this guy wanted him to apprentice under him because my ex did copper artwork. And it was sacred geometry, but this guy built this, this chair, this sort of machine, although it didn't have a motor. Um, it had sacred geometry and when you you went into this machine and spun it it did all kind of weird things and created a freaking portal into other dimensions so my ex was invited to be his apprentice and this guy really worked his ego hard so he was like oh we've been waiting for you and i can actually say his name because um i was told he died his name was curtis and so and curtis's wife was a black witch she was part of the order of the golden dawn too i think i'm not positive he was a mason um and they really wanted my husband and i was seven eight months pregnant at that time high risk right because i was 35 when i had bella um <laughs> and i remember my ex was so mad because we went to their house and I wanted to see them. And when I stepped in front of this machine, which, okay, first off, they had snakes all over the freaking place. And I don't mean little snakes, like boa constrictors. Then they showed us their altar and their altar had the satanic Bible on it. <laughs> it <was> like first <laughs> red flag. <laughs> and then <laughs> like it had, um, it had all these vials of what looked like blood. One of them was semen, like urine. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on right now? Well, his his wife, um, oh God, she wanted to do Reiki on me. And I was trying to be polite. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So she put me on her table. And the minute she, so she wanted to lay stones down my chakras. Well, the stones kept jumping off the table and she goes, she told me, you have a hole in your heart chakra. I was like, uh-huh. She goes, that's why the stones won't hold. Meanwhile, Archangel Michael's whispering in my ear, just have faith, you're shielded. Nothing she does is going to affect you. Well, I had taken off my, my cheap wedding ring that my ex gave me which was like a hematite dolphin ring that he found years before for his soulmate <laughs> it was one of many soulmates he's had many soulmates in any case um i had taken all of my jewelry off and when we left uh, i forgot to put that one back on oops in any case uh, as i'm on the table she starts doing stuff and i can feel like this dark dark energy moving all around me and Michael just kept saying just have faith just breathe just pray so I did and she was getting really frustrated with me because <laughs> the stuff was flying literally just flying off my body and she was like I've never had this happen you really have a lot of broken energy so trying to put me down on top of it right 
Mm-hmm. And I said, well, <laughs> obviously this is not going to work. So I got up and, and I went to go find my husband and asked if we could leave that I wasn't feeling well. And I wasn't. I was very nauseous from fighting off that energy. And because of that machine, so when I leaned towards it, he spun it in, he spun it counterclockwise first. And it literally felt like something was pulling my soul out of my body. It was very scary. And then Mm -hmm. he spun it the other way. And it felt like I was moving sideways. It was really weird. He wanted my husband to help him with that energy, right? Oh, I know it wasn't Reiki. (laughs) Like Gordon Massey saying, not Reiki. Oh, it wasn't Reiki. She was trying to do energy work. So in any case, we left. And I told, um, because I kept hearing, united you stand divided you fall and i was like what are you talking about but michael was like with a whole horde of warring angels so i knew some sort of spiritual battle was up well bella is very special right and Mm -hmm. i had this feeling like they wanted to get rid of her or they wanted her for a ceremony so a week goes by and they're trying to talk us into coming back, come back, come back. And I told my ex, I was like, you can't go work for him. Like, I'm getting really bad juju on these people. Mm-hmm. Right? So they invited us to do a sweat in their backyard. And I was like, well, I need to get my ring back. They got my wedding ring and I don't like that. So we went and I said, but we're not doing a sweat. I'm seven months pregnant. You don't go into a sweat. A, when you're pregnant, and they're like, and bring your bring your daughter. They wanted Brindy in there, too. And we get there, and they were trying to get us just to go into the backyard where they already had the sweat going. Well, we were going to make excuses for why we couldn't. And so we get there, and we're going to go to the back, or go through the front door, because all I want is my ring, and let's leave. All of a sudden, the sprinklers in their front yard came on, so that we would have to go around to the back door. And then the husband came out, Curtis came out, and he's like, well, we got to go to the store and get some stuff. So Bernadette, you go with whatever his wife's name was. And I looked at my husband, and I was like, we're out. Like, no. And he he said, actually, on the way, or I said it, one of us said, like, on the way here, I started to get really nauseous. We can't do this today. Oh, but the fire's burning. It's over 110 degrees in there. And I'm like, looking at my husband going, You can't go into a sweat that hot when you're this far along. Like, this is stupid. And Brindy's waiting in the car. And they're trying everything to get us to go into the sweat. They want me in the sweat. And finally, um, I got my ring. And we get in the car. And as we're driving home, I went to go put it on my hand. And it broke. Like something. She did something to that ring. Um, And they were very angry and kept calling and calling afterwards. And I answered the phone at one point and I just said, you know, I'm too like far along to be in a sweat. Why are you pushing this? We don't want to talk to you. Where's your husband? Your heart has a hole in it. (laughs) Whatever, you weirdos. I'm very convinced that they wanted to either have me lose the baby Right. But they really wanted him to apprentice with them. And he kept saying it was the beginning of the end of our marriage because he he said, well, you're just jealous that you're not going to apprentice. And I was like, I'm not jealous about anything. These people are evil. Like they are evil. Mm-hmm. And what what Curtis had told us about his little machine is they were transporting reptilians in and out. Part of the the vials and the crystals that were embedded into this thing, they told us was blood. 
human blood, urine, hair, and then all these crystals embedded into the copper. Um, and that he was meant to bring reptilians into this dimension and then back out. And that he had traveled through the dimensions in this machine. And I can tell you, like, that thing was, it made me physically sick just being near it. I wanted out of that house. Not to mention, you got four boa constrictors running around your house and I don't know where they are. Like, what in the hell? Oh, and then the satanic Bible on your altar. I mean, that just kind of did it for me. That story did not go into the into the book. I mean, crazy stuff like that. Who 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 has to run into people like that? And I kept telling my husband, I was like, Michael keeps saying, like, united we stand, divided we fall. They divided us. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning. Like, that is when he stopped wanting to talk to me, touch me, be with me. And he, he, he just didn't see it. And then I found out from him that Curtis actually had a heart attack and died not that long ago. But they were trying to get him into the joining the Masons and all of that stuff, too. It is insane, but that story didn't make it into the book. And I don't, I know I wrote it because I found it on my computer. Somehow it wasn't, I think during the first Chicks edits, um, it got left out because it, mm-hmm. I was sending them, sending the word files separately. Each chapter was separate. And I think somehow that one just got taken out. But yep, that's a story that's not in this book happened can you imagine if i'd done that sweat yeah that wouldn't have been good i don't don't know what they well obviously they had bad intentions they were evil people they were really like she was and she she had no problem once i was on her table tell me how she was a black witch but she has so much power yeah you should join us and i'm like i don't mess with that stuff Mm-hmm. And then she's all like, you have a hole in your heart because the stones keep popping <laughs> off of my body. I'm like, whatever, honey. I got protection, like, beyond belief. Yeah. So anytime, like, you know, and the one thing with energy work, I, I think, I wish I had had expounded upon it, probably go in the next book, but, like, you have a right to say no. You have a right to get up off someone's table. You know, I should have gotten up. I should have I should have stopped the whole thing but Michael just said let her try and part of it was just to sh- it was a show of strength of the angels mm-hmm. you know but these people then wanted to come to our house and I'm like they are not coming onto this property they're coming near this if you give them this address you might as well go live with those folks mm-hmm. not having them around my kids aside from who puts a nine-year-old in a sweat like that that's never been in one I was like, those snakes were probably so big they'd have, they'd have ate Brindy. Like, you know, like, oh like, like you scared. Oh, thank was, you. Yeah, yeah. It was it. The stuff on their altar was enough to make your skin crawl. It was enough yeah. to make your skin crawl. It was really weird stuff. So yeah, how do I bind this mess? What mess exactly are you speaking of? Um, there is. If you read the book, I talk about how to bind. The prayers are in there too. So yeah. Um, so by the book, I, the crooked path to a charm life. <laughs> I I did my prayers this morning. Like I I've started implementing it. So it's like there for a while. I let up on it, and then when the since the book, since we did the launch and everything else, had a little kind of just feeling down, depressed, and didn't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, so that means I got to do it. To like, do it. Yeah. What's like, interesting is anyone who's close to me right now and has been a part of getting this book out into the world has been hit a little bit 
just like to try and pull them away from me so that I'm standing on my own and, and I give up. Um, so this is when we need to bind together and united we stand. Mm-hmm. Because when we prayed together, I think it helped a lot because I've noticed, I noticed somebody telling me and telling me a story and um, relating it to the book, and they were like, "No, this is negative and everything else," and then they totally lost their train of thought and went on a totally different tangent. And I was like, "Yeah, because that wasn't that wasn't true. That wasn't that wasn't something I needed to hear. Like you got diverted." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That was protection right there." <laughs> It's so weird. Oh, look at everybody saying I got their book. Nakia got her book yesterday. Darlene got her book yesterday. I'm so glad you guys. Leanne's saying she'll get hers in five days. Yeah. Um, cool. What has it been like making all those bestsellers? <laughs> making all those lists? It's, How has it's, it felt? <laughs> it's nerve-wracking. I mean, I'm I, look, I, I hit my goal. I set the intention. This is, you know, one of the things, like, when you do a project like this, you can't, like, be weak about it because being an author, especially self-published, it's a full-time flipping job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I set my intention that we were going to hit at least three bestseller lists. We hit six that I've been able to count so far because they bury all the categories that we're in. Um and then we hit number one new release in, I think, eight or nine categories out mm-hmm. of, I think there's 20 categories the book's in, d- depending on the ebook or paperback. And it's still climbing. So how does it feel? It feels like all the stuff I did to launch was worth it. But then I get obsessive about, are we going to hold those numbers? And, and I don't care about Amazon's bestseller. I would have really liked to have gone on to the New York Times bestseller list, but that's like 5,000 copies. I'm pretty happy, though. I mean, the first, we've only been launched um, for five days, and we've sold over 250 copies. I can't complain as a self-published author, you know, who, whose first book, in case, like, first real book that came out of nowhere. So, Yeah. Sounds like you have enough material for a few more books. I probably do. I mean, 50-something years, you know, like, of course I have lots of stories. <laughs> trying to pull them out of my head. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> go on with your bad self. Um, I don't know. <laughs> did any part of the book trigger trigger you or any of the people that are listening that is one question i have i was very careful not to get too detailed about the events like my own abuse um, my own rape um and and about my daughter's abuse i did not get super detailed because i didn't think it was necessary i figured people could figure out what the hell that meant Physical abuse, mental abuse, like you don't need for me to tell you all the nasties that ever happened, nor did you need the details of what exactly happened to my daughter. Um, You know it was bad if the police were involved and the sexual assault center was involved. So I'm like, I didn't want to re-traumatize people. Did any part of it trigger you when you were reading it or any of you that are listening right now? Me personally, I feel like I I did okay with it, but it it did bring up 
memories of different things that I experienced while I was growing up and, and things like that experience, like, um, like, I guess the reason that the church story is so like my favorite part was because it's like, I wish I had that power and that ability when I went through those same things to be able to stand up and say something. And I, I just didn't. And I, it I sounds I really cool. Unless you're standing there by yourself in front of 12 <laughs> people that are all judging you and have been judging you for the whole time you've been living in the town. It sounds really cool. It was not. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, I mean, I was, and my, my ex didn't go with me. I had to go by myself. He had to watch the baby. So here I was. They called a meeting. And here I was by myself. It was really nerve-wracking. Yeah. A little bit triggered, but I kept going. And the stories kind of brought it down. Good. I mean, I, I did not want to. That's one reason. Like, someone asked me that. Um, how come you didn't get into more details? Like, it's not necessary. I don't think it's necessary to tell all those dirty details. I don't think it helps anybody. But you get the gist of it, like, yeah, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I think it might have, would it have triggered you if there were more details about the abuse that I endured as a child? And Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was necessary. I think that you, I, I feel like you got the idea of what was going on and how, how difficult it was. And that, that was, that was what mattered, like that, that got across. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessary. I mean, people know what you, you talk narcissistic mother with bipolar. Hmm. I don't know. Use your imagination. <laughs> it's yeah. a little, it's a whole little brand of, of insanity that most people don't have to live with. But for those who have had that, it's not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah. Anything else, darling? And do you guys um, have any questions that are listening live? I'll let them ask. <laughs> no, you ask. <laughs> um, I was going to ask about um, Psalms 91. I mm. was going to ask um, exactly, well, I guess, why, why that psalm? And, that is the spiritual and, warfare prayer that Spirit gave me was Psalms 91. And any time I've been anywhere affected by um, dark spirits or, or stuff they would say, pray Psalms 91. Because under his wings, we are protected. A thousand to my left, you know, a thousand may fall to my left, 10,000 to my right, not in my house, because I am protected in the circle um, and under his wings, right? Yeah. That is one of the most powerful prayers, and I never realized it until they gave it to me. And I mean, there's other Psalms I pray too, but there is some sort of magical protection that is invoked with that particular Psalm. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed reading that. And I read the Old Testament one in the recording. Oh, cool. <laughs> thou shalt or thou shoot. I was like, oh, I left all the, you know, in the book, it's all the, the King James version. So there's the thou and the shall and shalt. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to, and what was there's one word in there that I was like I can't believe I left that in the print but I mean I just copy and pasted it from the Bible reference 
stuff when I wrote the book. So yeah, I, I used the King James version. Is yeah, there more power? Sorry, is there more power in that version than say the other versions that are out there? They're sl they all slightly differ. You know, the New International Version. I wish that I could get my hands on the Gideon Bible. Um, I think that that is more true to the, the original Bible. I wish I could go spend some time in the Catholic archives, but you know, whatever. Um, I don't know that it has more power. It, it There is enough power no matter how you say it. Like what version? I just, mm -hmm. I really have always liked the King James Version. Um, I think because that was the version they gave me. But Psalms 91's powerful. Yeah. Cardamancy's saying good, yes, more power in King James. I don't know why, but that's the one I was always drawn to, and that's the one they gave me. Okay. So that's in the book. I actually copied King, that Psalms 91 into the book for good reason. Yeah, I remember I remember one of the people that were editing wanted to wanted you to remove that at one point. Yeah, and you actually were like, the one no, I paid it's in there. Yeah, the five thousand dollar editor that I did not use any of the original edits, um, and that was when this this project began. She wanted me to remove it because she was like she she had not rectified her stuff with religion in the Bible, like religion is separate from the Bible. I hope everybody knows that. Yes, the Bible's been edited and changed. However, there's still power in that. I can tell you many a Wiccan uses the Psalms and the Proverbs as prayers. King Solomon himself was one of the most powerful magicians on the planet ever. So um, there's no problem with that stuff. But yeah, she wanted me to take it out and I refused. I said, no, I'm not taking it out. People need to, I don't need to say, okay, go look up Psalms 91. I just put it there. Just put it there. I love Psalms 27. I love all the Psalms. I love all the Psalms. And I love a bunch of the Proverbs. One of my favorite Proverbs is, um, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> yeah. I always think that. I have that, a like, song that has that in there. And I listen to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Any other questions? Do you guys have any questions? Ask while, while Valkyrie puts her questions in. No? <laughs> She's checking. <laughs> I was like, come on, people. <laughs> help <Yeah>. me. <laughs> help, help Valkyrie with her questions. Yes. Yes, I have not done this before, so. <laughs> she hasn't, but I'm really grateful that she is doing it. Um, yeah, the book, did, it didn't scare you, did it? Like the supernatural parts of the book, did it scare you? Um, when you talk about the thing in the cellar, I was like, mm, how much of that is around that I don't have the ability to see that? Oh, you would that... feel it. Because before we saw it, we felt it. Before we ever laid eyes on those nasty three talon things. And to this day, I don't know exactly what that creature was. But it was a tall creature, like taller than six foot tall. Um, and I don't know that I really got into the, the look of the creature, that demon in the first chapter. It was a large, um, but it had kind of like ostrich legs. And then mm -hmm. the talons, it had three talons. 
I've seen those talons. They were on my um, French doors in my bedroom in my Colorado house. They're like marks. My dad found them. And that's when I like literally had to reclean the house. But <laughs> yeah, cardamancy's like, you definitely feel it. So you don't need to see it. You can feel that kind of stuff. But it wanted its presence known. And when the, when it snowed, that first snow, that's when we're like, oh my flipping God, those were like the size of pterodactyl feet. Like literally it could have been a pterodactyl. But then as the as you got to the body mass part of it, it was just this like ugly ballish mass with arms but they weren't like they were like human arms with with fingers but they weren't like skeleton that's what the word I'm looking for kind of, mm -hmm. it was weird like I'll never forget what that damn thing looked like because it picked Brindy up and threw her against the wood-burning stove and you know that's when I finally was like you better teach me how to war because like mm -mm, no but that's also when I learned I could heal because I had to. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 But don't remember, don't forget, like in the book, after all that happened, and funny, because all that happened in Washington, in eastern Washington, my friend Fran's family got hit. Three of her daughters got molested by her husband, and they were all pure before that. We moved away, and then my ex started having memories of being molested by his grandfather, and then he did it to my daughter. But during that time, I just had blacked out, blanked out, or was in such a panic, I forgot the entity that started it until later. <laughs> and once I pulled my head back together and came out of the shock, depression, and anxiety, oh, I went after it. And here, this might surprise some of you, it's more of a feminine energy than a masculine. And its name is feminine. And I was pissed. And any time that one comes around, I'm like, oh, no, you did not. Mm -mm. So I'm constantly praying against that one. Ephesians 6.12 is what brought to my mind and spirit when I read your accounts in the book or even listening to your stories. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many great, like, God, to be able to separate the Bible from religion was probably the most wonderful thing that could happen for me you know to not blame even the the things that changed in the bible like to not to not remove the bible from my repertoire of study because of what religion did to me or because of what the church people did to me was powerful but like i said in the book like it took me a while to call god god after my daughter was molested Right. And after the church came after me and and told me to stay with the abusive husband and all those things, I was like, that ain't the same God. So I would just call call it source or I would call <laughs> call it um, creator. You know, it wasn't until I could rectify my God, capital G, is different than your religious God, little g. That was how mm -hmm. I did it. But it took years of healing before I could go back to calling God, God, and not feel like I was somehow worshiping this un this judgmental, cruel God, because that was just bullshit. Yeah. Something I appreciate that you do is you you um, look at a bunch of different religious texts. So I I like that, and I like learning new things. I like I like when you teach us new things about and and share new things. 
Why is it's it? It's made that me the, read more. Oh, interesting. Why is it that the evil forces always use sex to distort and destroy oneself? Um, sex evokes a lot of emotions. <laughs> sex, I mean, it's hormonal and chemical, right? And alters the brain and how we think. So it's really easy way to trigger people's reactions into unconsciousness or, or distract them away from who they really are to where they make decisions that, that they normally wouldn't if they didn't have that, that energy. I mean, I talk in the book too about the incubus and the succubus and what they're trying to do. And, and you know, God, there was a story on TV, on the news a few years back. I think I told Valkyrie about it. And I think I said it on a live stream one day, like, there's this whole thing about this guy or woman or somebody was having um, astral sex with a demon. And they're like, oh, it's wonderful. Remember that? Yeah, I remember you telling me that. I was <laughs> like, what in the heck? And, and this is on mainstream news, you know, and they're, they're like talking about it. I'm like, that's not good. Like the next step is your hair starts falling out. You start getting a disease and your energy just gets out. Like, why are you talking about this? Like, it's a good thing and it's so cool. Unbelievable. And yeah, it's an incubus and succubus. So that is in the book at the back because I absolutely want people to know that um, they do mask themselves to try and get you to have orgasm. They'll pretend to be an ex or someone that you care about. <laughs> Alex is like, oh, hell no. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that is when I did the series on the incubus and succubus because I'm like, people need to know. But then even people that commented on that video, and that's one of my most watched YouTube videos, Timo was saying like they liked it or something. I'm like, get away from me. You, you don't play yeah, no, with that you. stuff. It can be exciting in the beginning. And I actually had a guy come to me who, who entertained it for a little while and then wanted to get rid of it. Couldn't. You know, the Bible talks about... When you clear one demon, they return with friends. So yeah, when you say, okay, no more. Well, they've already marked you and tagged you in the astrals, in the other dimensions, because now you're a food source. So you know how we tag cows and mm. we number them? It's like that. They put an imprint on you. So you're easily found so that they can provoke those reactions in you and steal your energy. But then it's not just one that comes back. They come back with friends. So to invite that in... And, and to entertain it is just stupid. It's you're you're screwing your health up, your your sanity up, and and now you're a food source. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good point. It's crazy to think that what is good is now bad, and what is bad is now good. The world seems upside down in a lot of ways, but I mean, this is free will, right? Now, how do I protect myself from demonic forces? Go get the book. I talk a lot about that stuff in the book. You know, <laughs> like if you haven't read it yet, it's at the back of the chapters. It's it's um, towards the, I think it's the last three chapters I start to get into that. How to raise your vibration, you know. Love is always the answer, always. Um, and light comes from love. So, ah, oh, yay. Miss Beverly saying, hi, ladies, just got here a few moments ago, and amazingly, my book just now came. Coincidence? I don't think so. It was supposed to come yesterday. That's awesome. You haven't gotten there yet. 
yeah, you have the ebook. So you can skip to the back chapters. It would be in the last, not the 30th chapter, probably, I think 27, 28, 29, somewhere in there is where that is, um, where I talk about that. Talk about binding. I talk about, I give the Psalms 91, talk about how to raise your vibration, how to break stride from like emotional distress. And, and what we don't want to do is get into emotional distress, right? So, yeah. And if anyone, I mean, we're going to post this podcast to the podcast page today until Sunday. You can get the ebook for free, I think, on, on Amazon. I don't think you have to be a Kindle Unlimited member. I'm not 100% positive. But, um, yeah. And the audiobook, unfortunately, is going to take some time. I am trying to get it up onto my site to sell directly with the Author Direct app sometime next week but audible is going to take over a month according to my sources apple um, kobo barnes and noble google and anywhere else chirp that sells audiobooks they should have it released in the next two to three weeks but they have to run through their technical checks as well yes sarcastic queen press so the name of my corporation is sarcastic queen inc I had to give an imprint name for the publisher, so Sarcastic Queen Press, so that I could use my corporation to um, take care of all the finances and stuff. So, yeah, I like it too. <laughs> I had a publisher contact me yesterday that wanted me to publish with them, and, and they're not a very good publisher. I was like, no. I don't know if I want to turn this over to a publisher, but I am trying to get an agent to go book to movie. And that would be a good series of movies or Netflix series or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So if any of you know a literary agent or producer, screenwriter, someone in Hollywood, someone that works for Netflix that has some weight, put them in touch with me if they're interested. Because I am looking for that right now. Yeah. Any other questions, Miss Valkyrie? I don't think so. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. I, I've, I'm behind on doing podcasts because this book has taken so much time. Um, both me and Valkyrie. Valkyrie trying to hold me together in in all of the emotional craziness that has gone on through the making of this book. What's up with Coast to Coast AM? I have not reached out to them yet. Um, I They are on my list. Absolutely, they're on my list. But I haven't even been able to find them here locally, so I don't know if it's even worth it. And I have to go check their podcast and see what they're... I've been on quite a few podcasts. There's one coming out today that I'll post that I did an interview with the other day. Um, but there's... there's, Yeah, I'm on a lot of upcoming podcasts. Trying to get on actual radio and TV right now to get the word out on the book, but... Um, yeah, so if you guys know of anyone that has a podcast and they're interested in speaking with me and you think it's the right the right audience, feel free to refer them to me or me to them. And yeah, 1200 a.m. here in San Antonio. Funny, because I was in my car the other day and I was trying to find it and I couldn't. But I don't live in San Antonio. I live right outside of like actual San Antonio. Um, I'm not in the city, or I guess I should say I'm not in Bear County. I'm actually in Guadalupe County. So, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't find it. I was looking. I'm like, I haven't listened to that show in so long. But, um, yeah. 
I know it comes at 11 p.m. It comes at a crazy time. So, yep. And then NPR is the other one that we're going to try and get on as well because they interview authors and, and stuff. But I just want to say thank you to all of you for purchasing the book, um, for your continued purchases, for your continued shares. You know, I mean, we've got to keep it going or the book will just die and be shelved and then the dark winds and nobody knows that it's out there. And, and my hope, and I'm interested too, since we have a man here, Alex, um, how has it affected you as a man? Is it an interesting read even for a man? I had, I had a comment from Mark, um, from Vegas and he really liked the book as a man. Victor reviewed it. He really liked it. Mark Troy, Midwest medium. He reviewed it. He really liked it. Um, so very, I'm very interested to find out how it hits with men, you know, cause to me, it's very much a, a woman's issue story, right? But it's also just about spiritual development and dark night of the soul and spiritual awakening. So I, I'd be really curious to see you guys are welcome to leave your comments, um, and, and let us know. Cause yeah, you know, I guess I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think about the, I just wrote the book, just thinking who, who can this help? If it was me when I was younger, what did I need to hear? And that's how I wrote it with the stories that would help, would have helped me had I known <laughs> when I was like 21 or 22 and just wet behind the ears when it came to spirituality. Brindy and I talked about that, like not the other day when she was live, like I didn't know how to handle a lot of the spiritual warfare stuff when I was young. It wasn't until I got older, after I experienced all the bad stuff with her, that I, I was more educated about how to handle it. Now, like, I, don't mess with me. If you're a demon or a dark one, like, you better not mess with me because your ass is going to the abyss. And so are your friends. <laughs> like, don't mess with me. I really like the book because this is a topic that everyone should really be aware of. I think so. I mean, I think that there's enough books about um, the light side of, of awakening, the ascension side of awakening. I think there's enough books like that. And I would like to see other authors come out like me who are sharing the real experiences that you have to go to and how to, how it affects your real life. Like I'm all about practical spirituality. That's how I teach spiritual, um, students and seekers. If it, you can't apply it to your daily life, like it's of no use. You know what I mean? Like, great, let's live in the 12th dimension. How does that affect me in my daily life? How does that make me a better mother, a better daughter, a better friend, a better coach? Like, let's make it make sense. And when it doesn't, it 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 tweaks me a little bit. So I think that there should be more stories like that out there because, you know, Dark Night of the Soul, a lot of people just don't talk about. And if they do, they talk about it as a topic, not like, yeah, this is what I had to go through. My daughter got molested. I tried to kill myself. You know, like that's reality right there. That is what happens. And had to put my kid in foster care because no one would help us at that point. Um, and I didn't have insurance and it was one way to get her the help she needed and me to get the help I needed. And it worked and it took six months. But I love reading people's stories. I love listening to people's stories. Me too. Thank you, Stacy, for the congratulations. Yeah, we all learn from stories. We do. Human beings. That's how oral tradition passed down, written tradition passed down. That's how we learn. 
and that's how we grow metaphors stories and and it's things that we can't like forget you know if you really read the book there's some things in there you just you're never gonna forget right <laughs> you'll yeah. see me on live stream and go she went through that i remember mm -hmm. i read about that why because you're not just hearing it you're actually in the story your emotions are involved sometimes i think we put i know when i read a book and tell me if i'm wrong valkyrie when i read a book i typically take on through the eyes of like i take on whoever the main character is i'm like okay i'm gonna live through the story as the main character and mm -hmm. it embeds way more heavily you know or you hate the main character <laughs> No, no, not in this one. <laughs> do you do that, though, when you read, too? Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, since, I think, I think that's why we remember more. Since it was a true story, I mean, it's like, I, I know going through, like, going through and reading it, I was like, she's been through so much, and yet I complain about the things I've been through. I'm like, man, I've had it easy compared to that. <laughs> I can keep going. I can keep going. That's part of what I wanted people to get. Like, you're never, you know, there are some people that have had to go through way worse than me. There are some people that will never have to go through as much as I have. But in the end, the point is, I got through it. Things I thought I would never get through. Because when you're going through it, you're like, worst thing on the planet, and I'm never going to get through this. But then you do, and you look back, and you're like, it wasn't that bad. But when you're in it, it's that freaking bad. And I want people to know, like, you can get through it. Someday you will look upon that and go, it made me who I am today. You won't look back and think, you know, I hate my life. Not if, it, not if you let it teach you, not if you grow. Yeah, can't wait for the audio book I'll be reading until then. Yeah, I'll let you guys know. It will be on my site. So we, we posted a book page on the site you go to bernadettegold.com forward slash book um anything book related will be on that page there's a link for amazon there's a link for all of the different countries um to i believe i just did it to the ebook but i want to make this perfectly clear since we're on a podcast i am not the ebook is restricted to amazon as of right now until the end of january 2022 however i am not attached to paperback sales going through Amazon or audiobook sales going through Amazon, you are more than welcome to contact your local library and ask them to order it in. And please do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> please do. Um, both they can order the audio and they can order, they can order audio, the ebook, the e which they typically don't, but audio and the paperback um, from Ingram Spark. And they know this because they get a catalog of the new releases. You can get it from your local bookstore. You can call your local metaphysical store and ask them to order it in for you if you want to support your local business. Okay, so anywhere they sell books. The book is available, funny enough, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. Like, you can order it in from anywhere. Um, and I actually would prefer you guys get the paperback from your local bookstore so that we can support the local bookstores. Your indie bookstores, call them. Tell them, hey, can you order this in? They can get it pretty fast because Ingram Spark, um, they're pretty good at getting it within a week. 
to their the people they distribute to. But you can do that anywhere in the world. I don't care what country you're in. They all have a code to the ISBN code. Just tell them the, the name of the book and the author. Just tell them the Crooked Path to a Charm Life, Bernadette Gold. They can order it from anywhere that sells books. They can get it. So support your local bookstores, please. You know, I am all about that. Like, get your get your library to carry it so that it's available for other people who can't afford to buy books. They'll order it in, really. Um, and same with the audiobook, I think, is going to be available on Overdrive, which is a library service. They just pay for it one time. Um, they have to pay a much higher fee because <laughs> they're lending it over and over again. But um, they can get it. Any library across the world can order this from the distributor that I selected. So, yeah, I just, I really do want to support the local bookstores and the indie bookstores. Amazon has been messing around with a lot of, a lot of the stuff. They've been great as far as allowing independent authors like me to go, to go wide, you know, but, um, yeah, I'm trying, anyone that's in San Antonio, help me out if you know anyone on the news, because I've been trying to get a hold of them to get them to do an actual story because I'm a local author, but also anyone from Seattle, Orange County, California, San Diego, or um, Colorado news because the story goes all the way from California, lots in Seattle. I don't want it put in Eastern Washington. I just, <laughs> that was a bad place. Um, Seattle has a lot. There's a lot that happened in Seattle and Colorado, California, and then here you know, now that I'm in Texas, because I'm a local author. Um, and it's just in time for Halloween. And I would rather see people reading scary stories like this that actually help them grow than just scary stories that are fiction. So yeah, if you guys can refer, you know, and I'll talk to anywhere to anyone anywhere across the world. So oh, you heard about me from reading a news story online. Yeah, so that that press release went out on the 8th of October and it did come it did hit the news but they didn't do an actual interview that was like a of um, press release that went to a hundred thousand different outlets and and it's meant to get the local people to actually interview you so it was my San Antonio oh I didn't see that article ah very interested I'll have to look that one up cool thanks for sharing Alex so thank you Valkyrie for coming along for the ride thank you for being my amazing <laughs> assistant um, and for supporting me and being my emotional support friend <laughs> through all of this. And, and thanks always for letting asking, me. <laughs> always asking good questions. I, Alex is saying that's how you made it here from my San Antonio, that paper. Okay, cool. I'm that's glad really they, cool. Uh, yeah. I couldn't check all of the different places that did the article, but that's cool. I'll have to look it up so I can put it on my website. But um, yeah, so go visit the website, Bernadette Gold at or BernadetteGold.com. If you poke around to the free resources on the website, you will find access to the free success vault, which actually has free meditations, my high vibe um, list and different things I do to address stress and stuff like that. And it's absolutely free. There's three free downloads of meditations you can put on your phone, take them with you anywhere. Guided meditations, they're really good. Um, so visit the website, another free gift for you. I'm constantly giving stuff away. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I have a hard time with the whole, like, don't give it away. But um, I do give a lot away. So, and if enough people share the book, I'll run a, I'll run a 50% off sale for readings and sessions this weekend. Oh, so you wow. guys got a couple hours and I'll put up a, co- a coupon code on the web, on the um, Facebook page. So visit the Facebook page at Enchanted Wealth and you can find the coupon code. It's bad. Bernadette's always giving stuff away. So 50% <laughs> off. So and we'll do we'll run it through the weekend. On top of you can get the free ebook. So tell your friends. Okay? Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining us. We're out. Uh-oh. Why isn't it working? Abandon fear and trust yourself. <laughs> Open up to all life's wealth. Tap into a sixth sense with intuitive intelligence.